Welcome to Chit Chat. Good night, good night, good night. Tonight I'm going to um, talk about the summer and the fact that school is ending. And um, we have to remember that our children still need to do something as school closes, right? Because the summertime is one of those times where most children will regress, okay? And for some of the the parents, I mean, I know that some of us do work, but the whole point is we have to remember that our children will regress if we don't try to keep them engaged in some of the things that they were doing in school, okay? So a big thing about being potty trained is, for a lot of children, is it needs to be continued. The training needs to be continued, not because your child is potty trained, it is okay not to still follow the routine that the school was doing and you were also doing at home, okay? Because if you don't follow the same routine, you know, well, come, like when your children are out of school, when school is ready to begin again, your children will lose that skill, right? So for the Schools that are already closed, you already know that your children are home. These are some of the big deals, okay? If your child was being potty trained at school and you were also following a certain routine at home to make sure that child was going to the bathroom, for um, you, you have to now continue the same routine that you are following. For a lot of parents, you tend to say it's the summer, you're going to give your child a break, and you're not going to continue where you are, you know, doing the, let's go to the bathroom, let's do this, let's do that. You know, you kind of want to give your child a break. You got to understand there are things that we just cannot give our children a break on. And one of those things are the fact that they need to continue all the skills or some of the skills. You know your children better than I do, right? So potty training is something that you must continue. Must continue the routine or you're going to find out that your child is going to lose the skill or don't want to do it, and you're going to have to try getting this skill back again when school starts, okay? The next thing that I want you to understand is that if your child was learning how to put on their clothing, I know that now The child is home, 
or if the school is still open, the child will soon be home if whether or not you are a stay-at-home mom or you have someone to babysit, right? Because if your child is going to continue going to daycare, most likely they're going to be still doing their skills. So if your child was learning how to button their clothing, take off their clothing, putting their clothing on, this is something that you have to continue. Again, if you do not continue this during the six weeks that school's off or being, you know, home for the summer, this is another skill that your child will lose. Okay, a lot of children need to need that continuous of any routine that is very important. Okay, so if your child was learning how to put their shoe on in school, take their shoe off, tie their shoelace. I do know that it's the summertime. We tend to, you know, not wear the sneakers that we were wearing or whatever it was. You know, you might have flip-flops or different sandals. However, you have to make it a point of duty that at least two times out of the week that you do put a sneaker back on this child that this child can tie their shoelace, right? For some of us, the skill on waiting your turn, okay? Some children, they learn this skill and it they'll never lose it. But waiting your turn is a big deal, right? It's a very big deal. It's a big deal. It's a skill, right? It's a skill. It's a big deal. When you're at home and your child decides that they're not going to wait their turn and it's the summertime and for some of the moms that don't work, you might just want to be like, you know, I just can't. And you might just give in to whatever they're screaming or whatever they're crying for. You don't let them wait their turn. Again, this is a skill. It's a very important skill because it's a skill even as an adult, we have to learn our turn. You know, as an adult... You can't just go into the bank and because you're not in the mood to wait, you can't just run to the top of the line. The same thing in the supermarket. So this is a skill that we want our children to keep, right? You have to teach your child the same things that you were doing when school was in to wait their turn. Because again, if they're getting everything they want because it's the summertime, and for some of us, we're tired. We don't feel like being bothered because we might have two or three kids home. For some of us, we might be working and we don't feel like being bothered. You know, we just want to do what we got to do in the morning, right? Because we're all going to have different routine now because school is out or school will be out. We'll have different routines. So we might just be like, okay, I just can't be bothered. And you might just give in to, give in to everything this child wants, Right? Again, the child will lose the skill and you will have issues coming back to you when schools reopen. So if you're working, you're going to have to still follow that routine of waking your child up, letting them have breakfast, the same routine, because if not, 
again, when school starts back, your child is going to, not that some children will totally forget that they need to wait, and some children won't care because they're still, they were out of school for six weeks doing whatever they want, right? So they're going to try doing what they want. Again, you're going to get calls from schools. You're going to get notes sent home. So let's all just not even bother going that route, whatever our children were doing, and learning how to wait their turn. We're going to do it at home as well. You have to wait. You know, not right now. Give me two minutes. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to still let them do it because if not, come September, you're going to be getting phone calls and letters and your child is going to not want to do what he's supposed to do or not want to take turns, right? Maybe fighting with his peers, fighting with the teacher, fighting just period, fighting because they were out of their routine of learning and understanding that you need to wait. For those of us that um, that might have not gotten the best report cards for our children or have recently had IEP meetings and feel frustrated that, okay, school is ending and it's not ending the way, you know, you or I might have wanted it to end it because when... You know, it's just not adding up. It's the whole school year, and you've seen little progress. But whatever progress you've seen, little or big, it's still progress, right? It's still a change. So what I would like to um, to let you know is that the fact that school is closed, it doesn't mean that your child can't continue to learn. It is up to you and your child to continue to learn whatever you or I felt that they missed the mark on. And missing the mark, I mean that for a lot of children, and missing the mark, what I mean is for a lot of children, they might have needed more time than just the regular school year that they were doing, right? So if your child still don't know their colors, right, you can do something at home. Whether you're working or not, you can work on colors, right? You might want to make ICs that are all red. You might want to let's wear red socks today. Let's wear a red T-shirt today. Whatever the color that you're working on and associating that color with the cars that are outside. You're in the supermarket. You notice that there's a red apple. You you know, you're just going to keep drilling this child in a nice way, in a fun way, you know. We're working on red. So if you're out and about in the street, okay, each time you see a red car, let's say red together, okay, you're in the supermarket, let your child point out things that are noticeably red, Right? You're working on shape. This is another thing that you can do. You're buying pizza. Pizza is more or less a, you know, a triangle shape. So you might, you're going to have pizza. You might want to talk it up, that, what shape it is. You understand? You, have, you take out a, a you're going to make a hamburger. Um, 
burgers or circles. So whatever you're working on, if you're working on shapes, you can still do it and do it in a way that the child will not feel, you know, that they're being forced to learn. You can do something that is fun. A ball is circular, right? The moon is circular. The sun is circular, you know. Coins that we spend in the store are circular. You know, you can still do it. You're working on identifying um, up and down, opposite. You can do that. You turn the water on. It's on. You turn the water off. It's off. Hot water, cold water. Up. And down, under, you go under the table, right? On top, you put something on top of the table. But whatever it is that your child was struggling with, don't just leave it at the school. School is over or school is going to be over. There's nothing that you and your child can do. You and your child can continue working on doing Little things. I'm not saying ruin their whole summer, you know, by just talking about school and the things that they need to work on. But if they need to work on things, then we're just going to have to do it because we don't want to go back September and they have also regressed from the point where we didn't even like where they were if they're capable and able to keep going. Right? For those of us that have children that may not be able to progress as fast or they're at their plateau, and plateau means this is where they are and this is where they may stay for a very long time or forever. For those children, we still can do things that they can continue to learn in school, okay? So it might not be the big education part that they're doing in the classroom. However, they are still skills that these children can still continue. One of the skills is to continue, let their needs be known if they're able to make their needs be known. Even if they are, if they're learning sign language, there's no reason for them to stop talking the way they talk because, okay, you're learning sign language. Now your, your speech is now more or less movement of your hands, gestures of your face. So if your children is doing sign language, don't let them just point to you all day. If you know that's not what they do in school, and you know that's not what you do with them when they're in school. So you can also help them continue to get more efficient, more better with their sign language. For some of us that our children are not doing sign language, and they're just not speaking at all. They are things that they were using or doing to let us know their needs, whatever it was, pointing, you know, um, pushing the plate away when they're finished, tapping the table that they want something to eat, whatever it was, whatever the body gestures was, whatever the body, whatever they were doing with their eyes, these are things that we want them to still continue. You're going to have to still do these things at home.
Okay, a child that learned how to use a spoon and feed themselves in school and was and you and I was following up at home and letting them do the same. You're going to have to do that in the summer. Don't sit all summer and feed that child. Don't let the caregiver, if you're a working parent as myself, do not let the person that's going to watch your child feed your child all day because they don't have the time or because they're just being kind and they think this is helpful. It is not helpful if that skill of learning how to feed themselves. It's an important, important independent skill. Do not sit and feed your child all summer with the spoon or with the fork that the school was teaching them how to use. And you also was doing it at home. It is summertime. It does not mean that this child needs to not do the skill. Yes, you might want to get up and go to the park with the other children because, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. This child needs to feed themselves. So if you have to make something ahead of time before the other children start eating and let this child take their time to eat, then that's what you're going to do because that's an important skill that the child need, need to build on, okay? So it might not just be where it's a, a classroom thing, a counting, a math, or whatever. However, it might just be a skill, okay? A daily living skill. Feeding oneself is very important. If this is something that your school is working on and now it's summertime, do not sit and feed your child and then expect that the child will learn again September. No, whatever skills your children have, whatever skill my child have, I need to continue working with them in the summer. Okay? In the summer. If they were holding their bottles, then so be it. If they're holding their sippy cup, so be it. They're going to do it by themselves like they were doing it in school. You're not going to change and start feeding them, holding the cup for them, you know, pampering them. No, we do not pamper our children when it comes to the fact that they're learning to be independent. What we do is we enforce these skills that they don't lose them. Because if they lose them, you're going to go back to the same year that you were doing previously instead of moving forward to do something else. Where if they're learning to feed themselves, maybe the, step, the next step that needs to be followed is learning how to wipe your mouth. Whether or not they do it correctly, they still need to do the motion of wiping one's mouth, putting the spoon in the bowl or the plate and pushing it away gently, okay? So these are skills that our children need to learn. For the other young people that, um, when I say young people, you have middle school or you have high school or you have whatever age, one of the skills that your child might have been learning is manners, okay? Manners. Some children need to work on that a lot. Now, if that was something that you were working on with the school, the please and the thank you and the excuse me and I'm sorry, you know, the little apology, learning how to apologize when we do things that are not nice or simply learning how to be kind, right? These are gestures that are a part of our everyday life. Now, if you and I were working on where something was giving or provided for 
with our children or a child in school, and now it's the summertime, you feel that the child feel like, well, they don't need to say thank you. They, you know, you know, they might say, you know, I want cookie. Well, for us, is in turn we are supposed to say, okay, I understand that you want cookies. However, I would like for you to say, can I please have a cookie? Okay, so then the child might say, can I please have a cookie? And then when you hand that cookie to that child, now you want that child to say thank you. Because if we were working on manners, this is what we have to do. Your child might have done something by accident, okay? You know, bump into his brother or his sister or whatever or whoever bumped into us by accident. If, again, we were learning on manners, this is something that we need to continue by saying, I know you didn't mean it or you didn't do it on purpose. However, you know, you did bump into me. It is okay for not, you know, it's okay for not feeling that you didn't do it on purpose. Okay, but it's also not okay for you not to apologize because, you know, you bump into me and I spill the water. You bump into me or whatever the case might be, but you want that child to continue saying, I'm sorry, okay? Even though school is out and this child is not around any other children, it is not a time for that child to lose a life learning skill by saying I'm sorry when they have done something, by being courteous when they're asking for things, and also by being grateful when they get it. These are skills that we need to make our children keep. If they don't keep these skills when they go back to school, again, you're going to get the phone call because if they feel that like they could snatch things out of people's hand or they feel that they can bump into someone and, and not say sorry, or whatever the case might be, you or I will be called multiple times during the day. A lot of us don't like getting these calls because we're at work, or even if, if we're at home, we don't want to get a thousand calls for the day. So these are skills that we're going to mind, be mindful of and be tactful and let our children understand that these are things that Everyone have to do, right? Even as, a, even as adult, if we don't do these skills, we won't keep people in our life or we won't keep a lot of people in our life. You do something, it's not being done on purpose. We also understand that we need to say, I'm sorry. We can't go to work and start screaming that give me this and give me that. No, we have to say we're sorry. For some of us, we were working on wearing masks, Right? Not everywhere, but for some of us, we were working on wearing a mask because we do know that some buses, depending on where you live, your children cannot get on the bus without wearing their mask. Some schools, you know. So if that's something that you were working on, I'm not saying to let your child walk around in a mask all day at home. But what we can do is we can play a game. Your car is your car. We understand, and we're not going to say, well, I'm not going to let my child wear a mask in my car because, you know, what we can do is we can play a game. We can see if we can keep our masks on until we get to the car. See, the whole process is to let the child know that they have to wear their mask. They don't have to wear their mask in your car. 
But okay, we're coming out of the home, our home. We can put our masks on and see how and see if who can keep their mask on until they get in the car. Just to play a game, but just to let the child know that this is still something that we're still practicing and we got to get it together. Because if they don't do any of this the entire summer, when they go back to school, they're going to have problem with the buses. If your bus, wherever you live, requires that a child wear a mask, right? If the school requires it, we just don't know. Because with this virus, we go up and down. We are good this month in certain areas. And then it turns back again. We're not doing so good with the virus as far as being in the community. So we could play little games. You know, like I said, I'm in New York City. In New York City, there are some um, stores that you don't have to wear a mask. However, there are some places that you do have to wear a mask. So we're still going to have to make sure that we continue helping our children to tolerate wearing a mask wherever that it is required or whenever it is required to wear a mask, right? The doctor's appointment, you might be required to wear one. So those little those places that um, that we can get to um, help our children to put and take off masks, we need to continue, okay? We need to continue, all right? Instead of getting mad at the bus driver because we didn't do what we needed to do, and now you want to fight with the bus driver for your child to ride without a mask when we all know that part of his job is to make sure all children are wearing one when he picked them up. So let's just, let's practice at home little Let's do little things that, you know, little games or whatever. Your mailbox is outside of your home. Let's let's just put our mask on and go to the mailbox. And let's just put our mask on and take it off when we get back. And let's see who's the winner. Okay, so the winner might get some juice. You might be the winner, right? So you get some juice. So your child will now think it's a game of seeing who can do it. So the next time... You're going to do it. Maybe you might put a mask on for the car. You might let your child win that one, okay? Let them win that. You know, you kept your mask on for the longest. Whatever the win is, the win might could be a cookie. But whatever it is, you are building up tolerance to continue wearing a mask that when the child go back to school, this will be easy for the child because the child was wearing the mask somewhat in the summer instead of not wearing the mask for six weeks and now you want me to put on a mask you're gonna have a problem the bus driver and so will the school okay another skill that I want us to um, work on our children with is if your child was having any kind of problem with writing if your children were being taught how to use any kind of technology to help them communicate better, I'm asking you that before school is over, ask for extra help or extra support or extra material that we can continue, you know, helping our children use these devices. Because if we don't continue, then they won't be able to communicate as well to, to the teachers or whoever is taking or working with them in school, and they won't be able to communicate as well as they were with their peers. So if they're using any kind of technology, we need to let them continue, right? Regardless, let them continue doing it at home. 
You know, I know that because these are our babies, our children. We always know how to anticipate their needs. But if they were being taught at school to let their needs be known, we have to learn how to stop anticipating and let them be assertive and let us know their needs. Okay? And I'm not going to stay long tonight. The next thing that I want us to be mindful of is not because it's summertime your child don't need to read I'm going to say that again not because it's summertime your child don't need to learn to read or continue learning how to read or just to read you don't have to buy school books you can buy things that are fun okay for me you know myself and my son well we'll continue to read because he likes to bake. He likes to bake his pizza. He likes to cook or learn to cook different things that he likes. So that's a big deal. So he'll continue reading ingredients. I'm not going to be, you know, well, Ma, what else do you do? And what? No, you're going to read the ingredients and you're going to follow what you need to do. Okay? I'm going to still let him work on some math. I'm going to still let him work on some reading. I'm not going to just let him stay home the entire summer and just let his brain just totally relax. You know what I mean? The only thing he's going to get some grace and some slack with is I'm not going to enforce his bedtime because he's not in school and he's old enough to wherever we need to go, he'll be able to get up and go, right? You're still going to have to let your children read. So if they have a, a, a cartoon that they enjoy or a character that they enjoy, it is up to us to either go to the library and get a book that they can read that is fun, read to you, or if you want to play the game where we'll read to each other and you will video, you know, you can videotape them or you can um, record and we can relax and whatever story you your child might have read to you, what you can do is you can do it, record them on your phone and you can let them go to sleep listening to their voice reading to you that night, right? And that might be the story time. So this might be exciting that the child can actually lay down and listen to their voice reading that story for the day. But I want you to know that you can be as creative as need to be in letting your child keep the skills that they were, let's just say the skills that they have mastered, right? They're great at these skills or on their way to master, okay? Or to, or to for some of our children that did very well, we can on our own continue. The summer is a wonderful time to teach teenagers how to travel train, you know, to travel train, I should say, teenagers, like you get on the bus or, you know, you're traveling around town. It's a good time to teach them how to um, recognize when to cross the street and when not to. It's a good time to teach your children how to order their own food in the store, how to go around and maneuver themselves in a supermarket, how to just travel from one place to the other, okay? It might just be learning how to travel from one place to the other in the supermarket. We know that you don't buy milk and butter the first 
trip in the supermarket if you're doing grocery. We do know that the dairy is something that we buy the last, the last, that's the last things that we do pick up before we go and cash our food out. So it might be just to teach your children how to travel around in the store. Okay, so for this um, little short podcast tonight, my friends, um, keep remembering that we are the first teachers that our children will ever have, okay? And the longest classroom they'll ever have will be life, and we'll still be the teacher in that classroom as well. So let's help our children to remember the skills that we know that they were working on and the skills that we know that they will continually live and bake, you know, live to keep putting and adding to, okay? Putting and adding to, okay? Learning how to feed oneself, wiping your mouth, you know, learning how to scrape the food from the plate to the garbage and then putting the plate in the sink. There's so many different things that we can add to, when we're at home with our children, even if you work, it's not an excuse. I'm a working mom. I'm tired. But at the same time, I don't want my son to lose anything that he has already mastered or on his, way to, on his way to master or need to learn, okay? So tonight, I'm going to say good night, good night, good night. Be safe. Continue doing the best job that only you alone can do. <laughs> in the summer because some of our children just don't go to school in the summer, right? Some go to camp and they're learning what they're learning. But remember, the home is the biggest school. It's a big school, lots of things to learn, lots of things to continue learning. So with night, I bid you good night. Okay, good night. Sending loves and hugs and good night.